Welcome to the Grace Hill Church Podcast. Our vision is to become a community of grace and peace for the good of our city and the fame of Jesus. Every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., we gather together at the Malco Theater in Collierville, Tennessee, to be encouraged and strengthened in our faith by worshiping God through music, scripture, and a message for our lives. So if you're looking for a church home where you can feel loved and accepted as part of God's family, then come and join us at Grace Hill Church. You can visit our website at gracehill901.com for more information about our services and what we have planned for the upcoming weeks. We look forward to connecting with you. Now here's this week's message. Hey everybody, so uh, last week we started at this look at the ascension of Jesus and today we're continuing uh, with part two of it from Luke 24 and we've really been uh, kind of looking at honestly some of the same questions uh, that the disciples had then that we probably have now, you know, questions like this, like what do we do with the resurrected Jesus and what does this mean for our lives and what if anything does this change for us and last week when we started uh, this look at the ascension of Jesus in our encounter Honoring Jesus sermon series, uh, we really looked at these first two points here, and that was this. Jesus is the center of a grander story. And point number two was this. Jesus is the cause of a greater hope. And so I want to encourage you, if you missed last week, you can go back. It's on our uh, podcast. You can go back and check that out. And we're actually now on Spotify podcast. So if you prefer to listen to spot, uh, to your podcast on Spotify, I want to encourage you to look up a Grace Hill Church, Cairoville, and you'll find our spot. Uh, our podcast right there on Spotify every single week uploaded so you can stay connected. And today we are going to be looking at point number three from this two-week look at the ascension, and that was this. Jesus is the certainty of a gentler promise. Jesus is the certainty of a gentler promise. And just to kind of get it all back in our head a little bit, I want to go back and read uh, our text from Luke 24 again, and just to kind of get this in front of us. So I want to read uh, Luke chapter 24, starting in verse 44. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached uh, in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are my witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. And so what we see here is that Jesus is the certainty of a gentler promise. This is point number three in this two-part series. He says in verse 49, I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Now, what's Jesus talking about here? Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit had not yet fully been sent to earth. We get glimpses of it through the Gospels, and we can certainly see this imagery of a spirit in the Old Testament. Uh, And it's this idea that the the power of the Holy Spirit, the full power of the Holy Spirit, had not been released on uh, the believers yet, but it was promised. 
You know, the Holy Spirit would come to comfort, but it would also come to teach the disciples about Jesus. In Acts uh, chapter 1, Luke writes this, After he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. But it would also bring power. Again, in this text, Luke writes in chapter 24 um, that the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Again, in uh, Acts chapter 1, Luke writes this, But in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 8, he says this, But you will receive, what, power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. This, like all that was written in the Scriptures, was a promise given and a promise fulfilled. And this promise was a promise to send help. Help to guide us, help to fill us with wisdom, help to teach us, help us to understand, and help us to live out this news, this good news, this new reality of the good news of Jesus. You know, we can trust what Jesus will do because we can see what he has done. And Jesus is the certainty of a gentler promise. And we see that he fulfilled this promise. You know, certainty is a hard one for me. I'll be honest with you. It's a, it's a hard one for me. Uh, we aren't guaranteed tomorrow. And, and to be honest, there's a lot of things where we kind of look at it and we just go, how, how can we have much certainty in this life? Just, just take the issue of the idea of a promise. You know, like you, I've had a lot of promises broken that have been made to me in my life. And those promises that were broken, they hurt. They hurt me deeply. And also probably like you, I have broken my fair share of promises. And those promises that have been broken caused hurt in other people's lives. You know, the tendency can be is that we look for certainty in things and in people, in places that we really have no business placing certainty in, do we not? We place it in our careers. And and we believe that these careers will be in our future, and we set a path for that future. Uh, We can place certainty in our health, or we can place certainty in our family. Uh, Many of us, we find ourselves placing certainty in our extracurricular activities, our habits, our hobbies, whatever they may be. That we somehow or another place certainty in them and the expectation on them that they will bring fulfillment, happiness, joy uh, continually in our lives. And it's impossible to talk about this idea of certainty and promises, uh, especially over the last few years as we look out at the political landscape and see how people have put put so much certainty into the political landscape in our world, in our country. This cycle, though, this idea of placing certainty in anything other than Jesus and the promises that he has made will always disappoint us. I want to say that again, just in case you kind of dozed off for a minute or got distracted. This cycle of placing certainty in anything other than Jesus and the promises that he has made will always disappoint us. It will disillusion us. And many times it will leave us feeling defeated. You you place certainty in your career. And then what happens? Layoffs might inevitably come. You place certainty in your health And a diagnosis comes that that catches you off guard and it changes, you know, the next six months of your life or the next year of your life or your life in general. You place certainty in your family. And while there's some amazing highs that come and joys that come and fulfillment that comes in our family, many of us have experienced deep, deep wounds and the pain that comes 
from, from having certainty and promises placed in people who will inevitably disappoint us. If you place certainty in your hobbies and your, and your extracurricular things, you place certainty in those that, oh, if I uh, just can achieve this certain level or if I can just uh, uh, level up and get this new toy or whatever it may be, here's what you're going to discover. So there's always somebody younger than you and better than you, and there's always a new model that's going to come out that you feel like, oh, if I just had that. And again, I think it's impossible to talk about the disappointment that comes from placing certainty in things we have no business placing certainty in and not talk about the political landscape and how disappointed people have found themselves from placing so much certainty in the promises made in that sphere of our life. But with Jesus, you can lay all of those expectations on him and he comes through every single day. Time. Jesus is the certainty of a gentler promise, a promise that was a gift. It was a, it was a promise that was a gift in and for our lives, a gift we did not earn and a gift, to be honest, we did not deserve. You see, even this promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus saying, I'm going to send this, even that promise is a picture of the love and mercy of Jesus that he has for us. Jesus knew this would happen. Jesus knew that we would need help. Jesus knew there would be times in our life where we would have to be reminded of this promise that he has made and the certainty that comes from, uh, the hope that comes from us reminding ourselves that we can always count on Jesus, that we can place our certainty and our hope in him. And so because of his mercy and because of his love, he sent the Holy Spirit to comfort us to guide us, to teach us, to help us. Why? Because he loves us. Jesus, the one who went to the cross on our behalf, said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's done that. He referenced the Holy Spirit even prior to his arrest. This wasn't just a, an ascension moment in the life of Jesus. Listen to this. In John chapter 14, he does this a couple of times. He says, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father to give you another advocate to help you, to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. A, a little later, just a few verses down in, in verses 25 and 26, Jesus says this, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So today I want to invite you to receive this hope into your life today. Have you been burned before by broken promises? Have you been disillusioned because you've placed certainty in things that you have no business placing certainty in? Have, have you been um, disappointed in your life because people, places, and things did not deliver to you what they said and promised they would? The answer for all of us is probably a resounding yes. But in Jesus, we have certainty of a gentler promise. Promises that, will, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. The promise that he will love us. The promise that he has sent the Holy Spirit and the promise that he will return. I want to pray for us 
Uh, and I want to ask this morning that maybe uh, you would take that step and just receive that promise, receive that hope of Jesus into your life, that he is the certainty of a gentler promise. Let's pray together. Father, you're good. Thank you for your kindness, your mercy, your love on our lives. Uh, Jesus, thank you for the fact that we can count on you, that we can know what you're going to do. We can trust that you're, what you're going to do in the future because we can look back and see what you've already done. And we can have certainty to move into the future and place our hope and our trust in you because you promised you would send the Holy Spirit and you have. And so for all of us who are wrestling with doubts and skepticism, we're, we're wrestling with wounds and, and concerns and fears and defeats and all of those things because people, places, and things have disappointed us, they've disillusioned us, they've broken promises, they've not come through when they said they would. I pray that we could lay all those disappointments at your feet and what we could take up is the certainty to know that your promises never fail. And Father, I pray for all of us that we would live in this reality that you've sent the Holy Spirit for our lives to lead, guide, comfort, protect, teach, encourage, and help us understand. I pray that we would embrace that into our lives and that we would live with the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.